All right. Well, we are we have returned. Like the yeah. Jedi Knight, uh, we are back. We are have returned to Anna's new closet, which she'll talk about later. Um, I think it's important to talk about the tabby cat in the room. And no, not Anna's 35-pound tabby cat or the other 35-pound tabby cat. <laughs> but the fact that we have neglected grits for about nine months, uh, I won't do the my usual rigmarole when we... We don't release an episode after a few months, which is, think of all the things that could have happened after nine months. Won't go, won't go into that, but uh, how, how are you feeling about starting the pod it's podcast good, up again? you know, new year, new pod. New year, new pod. Yeah. Kind of like new year, new bod. It just kind of fell off last year. We had a lot of other things uh, going on, which we'll talk about. Um, but I'm really excited to see what this year what has this year We've we heard you. I heard you loud and clear across the country. I would be on. I, I took a flight to attend a staff retreat in D.C. and sat next to some random guy who added me on Instagram. Listened to a podcast episode of Grits and then proceeded to direct message me on Instagram asking when the pod was going to be up. So <laughs> um, we are you know international fandom coming to us this year. Uh, through my travels in Bolivia, I told everyone about the pod. Uh, my mom has been on me incessantly, which we'll talk about uh, what her participation in the pod will look like moving forward. Uh, so I just want to, should we apologize or should we just? I mean, I feel a little sorry, but, <laughs> um, but you know. The remorse, not enough. Yeah, it's, it, it's been, it's been It's because we've up. been living our lives. Yes, it's been brought up over the last year, and we we get it, okay? I mean, we've been hearing it um, and feeling bad about ourselves. So I think we can um, not, just not only do it. we have to feel bad about yeah. ourselves because society wants millennial women to feel bad about themselves, <laughs> we have to feel bad because my mom and my boyfriend and my best friends are, and I and I get it. You know, I'm I'm unavailable most of the time. If you are not an indivisible group leader, if you're not you know, a few people in my life, I end up not being able to keep in touch because my bandwidth is so limited. Mm -hmm. So I, I understand that this podcast is a vehicle for uh, catching up with Anna and I to see what we've been up to. So, all right, with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and provide some updates that have happened the past uh, nine months. So the last time we talked was in April, and I had just started a new job with uh, Indivisible. And I've Basically, been running around rural Tennessee uh, trying to get progressive candidates elected throughout the past nine months. We had a huge midterm election in November, uh, and I was incredibly proud of the work that uh, one of the groups did in East Tennessee, in Knoxville, where I'm from. We ended up uh, endorsing a local state house candidate, Gloria Johnson. Uh, who we canvassed for every single weekend. Uh, the day of the election, we had uh, parties in her district to try to get people to the polls. Um, and, you know, grateful for all those Taylor Swift fans that showed up, registered and showed up to vote. Although I will say I had um, a bit of an, uh, I would like to proffer a, an anecdote to illustrate the issues that we are facing in Tennessee. I was manning a poll in Knoxville and these two young millennial women walked out and I thanked them for voting and I you know I'm, I'm so grateful I can't wait for tomorrow uh and they responded with 
Oh my gosh, we are just so excited. It is our first time voting. We just cannot wait for the first female senator of Tennessee. <laughs> and my mouth dropped because uh, Marsha Blackburn is, well. I thought she was a congressman. Doesn't she call herself a congressman, not a congresswoman? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> if you want to hear it, listen to my beef with congressmen, Marsha Blackburn, please tune into a previous episode where I go into detail about my my uh, contempt for her. But anyway, so um, we, we ended up, Gloria Johnson was elected by over, I believe, 1,500 votes and full circle because when I returned from Switzerland, when I moved back after Trump was elected, she was the first person that I talked to. Uh, because I wanted to get involved in politics. So it was full circle to see her elected. Uh, and now she's serving in the state legislature, and I can't wait to see uh, what happens in her tenure there. Uh, what else? So in November, I was canvassing in a, in a rural Tennessee town, Way- Waynesboro, Tennessee. Uh, we were trying to unseat a person who was running for re-election that as a basketball coach, a, a female basketball coach at a high school, ended up sexually abusing a few of his underage uh, players. And so we were down there knocking doors in in a very rural place, talking about, you know, everyone, every Southerner's favorite issue, sexual abuse and voting. Thank you, love. Thank you for the love. <laughs> and, and we were in a trailer park and knocking on a door, and I turned to my right, and I saw this, what is a, is it a? A litter. A litter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, you know, a a group of geese are called a gaggle. And you know what a group of pugs are called? What? Oh, no. Now I forgot. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. A group of pugs. And we're Googling it right now. It's a oh, grumble. A grumble. Mm. Isn't that cute? That is. Ugh, okay. Well, that's much So you saw name. a grumble of cats. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a grumble of cats. And I looked over, and there was just a little tabby. He was running around. And I ended up bringing him home. So I have a little kitten now. His name's Nugget. He is the bane of my existence, but also the nug of my existence. And it's been pretty confusing for people because I think everyone knows that I use various terms of endearment, such as puglets. But now I've added nuggets mm-hmm. to that portfolio. So if you if I say, oh, hey, puglet, it's and I say, oh, hey, nugget, it's the same. So it's pugs, nugs, nuggets, puglets. Pug nugs, you know, it's mm-hmm. so just know that that's so if I say, oh, hey, nug, that's that's a term of endearment. But it's also my the name of my kitten. He's been a menace. We'll upload a, a little photo of him. But he has a bigger an older sister named Lily, who is also probably, I'd say, five times the size of him. And when we brought him home and, and it, it's it's I love watching the dynamic between them because it reminds me of my little brother and myself because I was the big aggressive older sister with this annoying little brother uh, and seeing how that has played out and living through them and being, you know, understanding where Lily's frustration is coming from, but also seeing Nugget, you know, he's just full of energy. He's trying to live his life. And that's how Landon was, but I'm not going to get into that. So (laughs) I have a little kid named Nug. We'll post a photo of him. And then, so I have Tennessee. I'm the statewide organizer for Tennessee. But then I was lucky enough to also pick up Kentucky. Uh, This was because originally, you know, Indivisible is a startup. And when we were first hiring people, one of the organizers had the entire South. So you can imagine Trump is just elected. This person has every single Southern state, which, as we know, is known for our utmost progressivism and (laughs) bold progressive policies. 
And she had all the states. So when, after the election, we were able to figure out, you know, how we would uh, distribute, redistribute the states according to, in my mind, geographically, which Tennessee and Kentucky are a lot alike. We're both, you know, both states are very poor. Both states are very conservative. Uh, And I think Mississippi, Georgia, Louisiana, those are different. And you can Mm -hmm. be, as Mm -hmm. as you can, yeah. So so I I was able to pick up Kentucky, which uh, we'll talk a little bit later in the pod about, but my political theater antics will be in be full swing, full swing, full swing in, t- in 2019, 2020. So, um, and then I had a wonderful Christmas break. My family and I traveled to Bolivia. Um, I feel like as a family, it was <laughs> a very intense bonding social experiment my dad has an international driver's license, and so we rented a car, which proved to be perhaps the most terrifying decision that we have ever made as a family. Um, there was a moment where we were uh, stranded on a cliff lo- overlooking La Paz as the car was reversing backwards, and there was a tour bus coming around the same curve. Uh, lots of yelling, but we, we made it through. Um, we also... And we'll talk a little bit about this next episode because we're going to talk about millennial differences between our parents. Um, But I realized when planning trips now that, you know, my parents are getting older. Landon and I are both millennials. We love the Airbnb, particularly because I'm nosy. So I like to comb through everything and figure (laughs) out what type of person that is. But also, as our parents get older, you know, they just want to relax, which I absolutely understand. So in that realm, I mean, obviously, I would never book a trip that we would have to travel two and a half hours by car, two hours by barge, and then an hour and a half hike. But I did, and it happened. And uh, we, everything's fine. The family's fine. We're still speaking. Um, but just know that no donkey was harmed in the making of the Bain Bolivia excursion in 2018. Uh, but we are all back. It was a le- lesson learned, and... I'm excited to see see what happens. So, um, all right. And then also during the Bolivia trip, my mom asked if she could participate in the pod in a really exciting way. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about that. We're gonna have our moms on the pod. We feel like it'd offer a grits a grits mama corner. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about that. So Anna, what have you been up to the last nine months? Yeah, so uh, 2018 was really good for my career. Um, you know, the year before that was really like my first year working and just figuring out what it what it is to be in the working world and not in school. God, I forget you're so young. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, you're making me feel so So old. I was really like getting my feet underneath me and um, some highlights were, you know, growing in my job responsibilities and, and um, really fleshing out like more of what I want to do. Um, and part of that included publishing a policy brief on infant and maternal mortality. Everyone's that, favorite dinner yeah, subject. Yeah, it's really a lighthearted subject um, to talk about. But uh, moms and babies are dying at higher and higher rates in Tennessee. And so I really wanted to examine that and figure out what we can do um, to help mitigate some of that um, death. So <laughs> it was published in six different papers, and I was able to write a blog about um, the policy brief for Georgetown University Center for Children and Families. Um, so those were some really cool highlights of 2018 because I didn't think that that would be um, in my future. 
We'll put those in the, we'll, we'll put the paper in the show notes. Yeah. But also it was, I hadn't, once again, this is because I'm a bad friend and we can dissect this. I'm sure my mom <laughs> will come on the pod and just speak, speak her truth about the type of person I am. But she loves me. She loves me. It's fine. Uh, but I knew Anna was alive and doing well because I saw Georgetown retweet your paper and then mm-hmm. I saw it blowing up on Twitter. So it was just nice to know to see you thriving when I was mm-hmm. being a bad friend. Uh, but we'll put the paper <laughs> in the show notes. Yeah, and I also helped um, organize an event at the beginning of the legislative session to make healthcare a focus. You know, all the papers say no one cares about healthcare, nothing's going to happen. This is, you know, an intractable issue. But we know from the election that it's not, and people in Tennessee care about healthcare. And so I was involved in organizing a witness at the Capitol. And right now I'm organizing a forum on work requirements. So they are new um, work reporting requirements that the state is trying to implement on parent caretaker relatives on TenCare, which is our Medicaid program. Don't we have another episode about this? Yeah, I think we talk about it on a different episode. Um, So if you do not know what work requirements are, pause and review our previous episode on it. Yes. And I will also put um, a link in the show notes to how you can submit a comment. Because right now we are soliciting comments for the federal comment reporting period of people opposing the policy. And so I have a quick link um, that will kind of walk you through some of the elements of the policy. And it's a survey. So it's, you know, you disapprove or you approve. And that will generate your comment at the end. So I'll include that. And as Afton mentioned earlier, we are in a new closet. I actually moved from East Nashville, which I still miss and still go to all the time because... It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's It's a lifestyle. I I try not to cross the bridge on Wednesdays, but it's a Sunday and I cross the bridge to see Anna. Yeah, but now I'm in Midtown, so a little bit different of a vibe. A little frattier. Yeah, we went from like a hundred-year-old house to a like a two or three year old apartment building, um, which has its, has its perks, you know, pros and cons, but how are the neighbors? Good. Everyone's super nice. The building, like the amenities are great. Um, didn't they offer like a sushi cooking class? I went to like a chef's demo where some fancy chef from Chicago came (laughs) and like taught us how to make life in midtown ladies and gentlemen meanwhile i'm slugging it in east nashville yoga mimosas um and that's just living the life do you think this new lifestyle is gonna interfere in our relationship (laughs) i might get a little too good for everyone around me like (laughs) elbow sleeve length gloves and smoking i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be like jade rolling my face and like (laughs) so busy that i that no one can even talk to me anymore no um yeah, it's been, it's been good. We're, like, eight minutes from work, which is awesome. And there's a lot of places I can walk, including Centennial. And so um, getting outside a little bit more. Also, this year uh, was a big year for my family and my boyfriend's family. So my brother got married, and his sister had a baby. So we actually saw both of our families more than we saw them like in college or in you know we were seeing them so frequently and it's so nice to have a little baby and I used to make fun of everyone who had like you know they were so obsessed with their niece and nephew or little cousins and everything because I've never really had small kids in my family but it's just crazy how you can like this other person's baby is like you love them so much and anyway so I love her more than your tabbies like equal at least. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I love her more. 
And, um, I mean, I love them, but they're annoying and she's perfect. So yeah, it was a, it was a good year for family. Um, and also one of my best friends moved from Tulsa to Nashville. So she actually works with me, um, very closely. Actually, we're on the same team at work and, um, I'm so glad to work with her and to see her so often. It's been really good to have someone, you know, from college here um, because we kind of moved without a lot of knowing a lot of people here. So um, I really feel like Nashville is more more homey. Living living the high life mm-hmm. in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll send you postcards. <laughs> God, we can God, we can meet up and be friends. Maybe we can go to Chewy's sometime. You know, Maybe. that's my place. <laughs> I found out how many calories are in that creamy ranch sauce. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. You don't want to know. You can't unhear it. You can't unhear it. It's, it's, yeah. So, uh, we've, we outlined as in the spirit of January and New Year's resolutions, we outlined some podcast goals and then some personal goals. So with the podcast, we're going to try to record, (laughs) this is going to be on record, so we've got to make sure that we follow through. Okay. We're, we're going to rec- try to release an episode once a month and or bi-weekly if we have time. So once again, the, the podcast mantra for Grits is going to be under promise and over deliver. Yeah. Yeah. We clearly put the cart before the horse last year when we started this. <laughs> it's like one time, one time, oh, sorry, side, side note. My mom, she, my mom's a beekeeper. She's a state certified apiarist. And I decided that I wanted to be a beekeeper. And so she went through and we bought all the supplies and everything. And then by the end of the week, when the supplies had arrived, I decided I was too busy. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be like that. No, it's not. Gonna- and we have people that are holding <laughs> us accountable like because yeah. now mom, well, we'll talk about mom. So, uh, the other thing is that we have heard from a lot of you that you would like to see our work through a racial equity lens. And so the comment was made from a colleague at uh, the Tennessee Justice Center that, uh, for example, our podcast about the um, the, su- the women's suffrage movement in the United States, we didn't talk about how that left out a lot of brown and black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to make sure that everything that we talk about is through a racial equity lens and understanding um, the dynamic and complex discussion about the topic through um, that lens. So do you have anything you'll know, say about that? Yeah, it's, um, you know, we try to fit these policy conversations into little, uh, little windows because obviously there's like a whole canon of um, literature and study and debate on everything to do with healthcare, even and, and women's suffrage and um, women's issues in the South. And it's hard to capture that, especially when we are coming from, um, you know, we are white women. And so we are going to just try to be a lot more conscious of that and um, try to try to go into the nuance of policy issues because policy can affect people very differently. Um, and so not being as um, technocratic in some ways and, and, and looking more at the, um, the cultural effects and impacts. All right. So pod goals. So Anna, what are your personal goals for 2019? 
So I'm really into setting intentions <laughs> and doing um, a lot of work around the new year. Is this year. a midtown? Is this a midtown attitude? Yeah, this like we all just meet up on Sundays and we um, <laughs> drink drink mimosas, set intentions. Yeah. So I chose a word of the year this year because, of course, I did. Right. So um, my word of the year is present, and that means a lot of different things to me. So. Part of that is being more present in my everyday life. Like, I feel my um, social skills are, like, lagging because of phones and, like, Mm. because of being so into, like, screens, like, computer at work all day long. And I am, like, struggling to connect with people without thinking about, like, all the other things I have to be doing and my schedule and, like, maximizing efficiency and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to, like, actually have time um, without my phone with other people and connecting and being present, um, in my relationship and in all my friendships. And another meaning of that is that I'm turning 25 this year. (laughs) And I'm actually so excited. And a part of that is that I haven't really celebrated my birthdays. Like, in the past, I had one really good 16th birthday. It was a surprise party. Uh, shout out to Cricket for, like, pulling that off because that was amazing. Um, but really, like, I want to take the time. Did when, you have a super sweet 16? It was, like. Did you have guys? Yeah. So there was a super sweet 16 in Knoxville where she hired guys from my high school to wear bow ties and no shirts. <laughs> was that what? That was um, not quite, okay. but there was, like, a huge cupcake fight. There was, like, cupcakes <laughs> in the pool. I mean, it was a lot. Um, cupcakes in the pool? Yeah, what someone fell down the stairs. Oh, just to, like, That's make it clear. That's probably some type like, of weird, like, like LSU tradition. My tradition. friend was never allowed to have a party again after that. So let's just... <laughs> it was a little... Yeah. It was off the rails, but it was really, really fun. And I just really want, um, you know, like most people are like, no, don't celebrate my birthday. Like, this is so awkward. I hate attention. No, like I have never gotten attention on my birthday. Like I've never been in school during it. It's in the summer. So you're also a middle child. And I'm a middle, I'm such a middle child. Like, and my mom has punished me several times with birthday gifts. So I wanted a car really badly, but she thought I was a terrible driver. So for my 16th birthday, she got me a Kindle. Okay. I, like, threw it and, like, was so mad. Another birthday, she was mad at me, so she got me a steamer and an umbrella. <laughs> like, a, like, a cheap clothes steamer from Bed Bath & Beyond. Anyway, so I have, like, there's a lot of, um, and she forgot to give me a birthday gift, like, two years ago. So I still, I have, like. But who's keeping like, tabs? <laughs> who's keeping tabs? I'm obviously very bitter about it, but I really want, like, my family to come in town for us to have um, a celebration and to get all my friends together and for everyone to give me attention. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm just going to say it, you know? That's good. So You're present, setting the attention. Present, and present. that includes presence, you know? Yeah. Well, we've got, so Anna's got the big 25th, and I will be turning 30. And you know what? People are weird about 30. I feel that my life keeps getting better each year and that I gain more wisdom and I I, I just feel I'm I'm just like really looking forward to it. I'm I'm done with the 20s. How have you changed from 25 to 30? Oh my God. You couldn't pay me. You couldn't give me a million pugs (laughs) to be 25 again. I think it's all about, I think 25 to 30, those years, I would say we're all about cultivating deep self-awareness that I'm always continuously working at. 
-hmm. but understanding that what you present to the world and how you respond and react to people um, is, what am I trying to say? Can you help me out? So how you present yourself to others is, what do you mean? Like part of you or like part, like being authentic in all areas? Yeah, just, like- just having a deep self-awareness that the, that it's not, we've talked about this on the pod, but my mom, you know, anytime anything went wrong or there was an argument, what did you, what did you do wrong? How did you contribute to the situation? And I'm always the first to recognize my contribution. And I think that was really, um, that was a self a self-development project from 25 to 30. So I'm excited to see how you become more self-aware. You're a very self-aware yeah. person, so I think it's just going to be better. Maybe I'll regress. Maybe I'll... <laughs> now that I'm in Midtown, maybe I'll go out every night. Well, we'll the, the pod will be a... A grounding that's right. experience for that's me. Right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but I turned 30, so I'm hoping to... I would like to start planning an international trip, perhaps to Colombia... Chris and I have been watching a lot of Narcos, Pablo Escobar documentaries. <laughs> that makes you want to go to Colombia. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I've always, so we went to, my family went to Bolivia. I've been to most of the bottom South American countries, but the top, the top rim I haven't been to. So, and as my parents said, we probably couldn't have made it through Bolivia without my Spanish speaking skills. So mm-hmm. I'm looking to, you know, excited to test those out. Mm-hmm. Um I am looking forward to being less of a chaos Muppet. Had never heard those words together uh, until my boss, we had a six-month review, and she said, you're kind of a chaos Muppet. And honestly, it's absolutely true. <laughs> so I think I'm, I'm always, I have my fingers and everything, and I'm trying to, I, I just... I need to be less of a chaos Muppet. I will I will try to define that later on, maybe in another episode, and ha- what that looks like, because I think we could all be less of chaos Muppets. Mm-hmm. It's probably related to you being more present. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, less of a chaos Muppet. And then the big announcement for 2019 is that we will be featuring our mothers. Mm-hmm. Or how did, do you, did you know that, that we would want Mama Walton? Yeah, okay. she, she'll get there. <laughs> oh, okay. What, yeah. What does that mean? I mean, she has times where she's, like, busier. No. It'll just be a phone it's, call. She'll be fine. Yeah. It, it, she, I'll be interested to see how candid she'll be. Ah, okay. Well, I called my mom tonight and said, hey, mom, can we call you to get your introductory mm-hmm. remarks into the pod? And she said, no. <laughs> oh, another thing. I'm going to try not to imitate my mom with her accent that I think she has but she really doesn't so that's another 2019 goal so I will still be using my own voice I don't know maybe when we have her on the pod she'll say no that's okay but anyway so our Mm -hmm. our mothers will be featured on the pods we feel like and other people and other people that's right we're gonna have some really great interviews to share um but our mothers are they made us they Mm -hmm. they are southern mothers are just part of institutionalized southern culture they're grits too and, and they're griddles. They're they're our yeah. number one griddles. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting the generational. Well, and we'll talk about this in the next episode. But just the generational experiences and the way we view um, womanhood, the way we view the South, the way we view politics in the South. Um, my mom has been very uh, involved in education policy for years, and so I'm really interested to learn from her about that. Um, and how she has th- seen things improve and 
get worse and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think it will really provide a depth of experience. And I also like, I wrote a research paper about this in, um, in college, but I have always been interested in Southern feminism. Mm. I think it's a really mm. important like sub topic of this podcast. And uh, I think my mom is like the quintessential strong Southern woman um, that we've seen in other people like Governor Ann Richards of Texas. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I really, um, I think it will provide another dimension to the podcast other than our uh, rants. <laughs> yeah. And, and my mom, she's, she's really, really funny. So mm-hmm. she's already, she's already created some taglines that she wants to try out on the mm-hmm. pod and, yeah, she's 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 really fun. So I'm excited to see where this goes. So we'll have it. We'll, we'll be looking forward to hopefully a once a month, perhaps biweekly podcast uh, that is going to be very exciting. We're gonna have really fun, really interesting interviews mm-hmm. uh, with people and uh, some some commentary from our mothers who uh, we love and also. Are kind of scared of. Kind of scared of. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be gonna be yeah. a good year. So, <laughs> to all the girdles out there, thank you. We're we're the grits gratitude corner. We're grateful for all the people that poked and prodded us enough to record this episode mm-hmm. nine months later. So, <laughs> know that we're listening and that we love you and uh, we're excited. Cheers to 2019. Okay, till next time. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye.